Well, good morning. God bless you, saints. So wonderful to be on the prayer line with you, and I want to welcome you and thank you for being on the line this morning. We have people all around the nation and all around the world on the line this morning. And this is Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the line this morning. It's a wonderful spirit uh, on the line this morning. Uh, we transitioned from one worship to another, and as we did, we were the first worship when I came on, we were listening to Glory to the Lamb. And we give God glory this morning. We give God glory. We glorify him in all that we do. But then as we was, the worship switched, it's so sweet, and it was just a melody. It wasn't words. I began to think about the names of God, the multifacets of God, and how God manifests himself in our lives based upon us hollowing out his name. The Lord's Prayer, he says, that we hollow out his name and his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We declare this morning that his kingdom will come. We're up this morning to command the morning. In commanding the morning, we do more than command the day. We command our lives. And so I want to thank you all for being on the line this morning. I want to thank our guests for being on the line this morning. I'll greet them in just a moment. As we say good morning to our intercessors, good morning to New Destiny family, Nexus family, and the body of Christ that's on the line this morning. Whichever church you're a part of, we say good morning to you this morning. We greet every pastor, every bishop, every apostle on the line this morning. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, man of God, for being on the line, and we also thank you for your service. I was talking to a dear friend of mine last night, and we were talking about the importance of our calling. It's not a job, it's a calling. I believe every true man of God, if you ask them, uh, could they do something else, they'll tell you they would, they would, they would rather be doing something else but the call of God was so strong on their lives. What God spoke about them in eternity, it pursued them, and it wouldn't let them go. Same for myself. I had a wonderful, successful career. But the calling of God is so strong on my life, it wouldn't leave me alone. When God chooses a man or woman to lead his people, he... He's going to pursue them. And so you have a higher calling. You're responsible to get people over into life eternal. And that is key. To get them over into life eternal. To snatch them out of the grips of hell and get them into the glory and the presence of our God. And so I want to first greet our guest today, and that's Pastor Harris. It is Wonderful Wednesday. How about that? Wonderful Wednesday. And it's wonderful to have you on the line with us this morning. How are you this morning, Pastor Harris? 
I am most excellent, Bishop and Pastor Adrian and the whole New Destiny family, as well as uh, all the pastors and the Nexus family that's on the line. Good morning to everyone. Well, good morning to you, sir. We, we're excited about you coming and helping us understand the revelation of having spiritual stamina, especially times like this. You know, men, they give up and they cave in and they quit. And they quit. You quit in your mind long before you quit physically. And so Pastor Harris is going to help us understand what it means to have spiritual stamina. And I know he's going to bless us today, and I can't wait to hear that message and, and also going to our time of prayer, which leads me over to the elder who will be doing our prayer requests and praying for us this morning, and that is Elder Thomas Allen. Elder Allen, how are you this morning, sir? I'm doing great, Bishop. Man, I miss you. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear you too, Bishop. All Good right. Hearing your voice. I got excited when I seen you partnering with us this morning. So let's pray. Father, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our lives. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear son, whereby you've given us a legal right to call you Abba Father, for it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. We thank you, Father, as we come into agreement today, every person on this line, we come into agreement with everything that will be said to glorify you. Father, we hollow out your name. For you alone, Lord God, are El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. I thank you, Lord God. You are the God that is more than enough. You are Jehovah Jireh. Lord God, that God will provide for his people. You are, Lord God, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals his people. You are, Father God, Bel Perizim, the God of breakthrough, Lord God. And I thank you, Father that you will cause us to break through in every area of our lives. So have your way this morning, Father. Bless your people, Lord God, this morning. Encourage your people. Father, strengthen your people with your word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Harris? Amen. Well, good morning again, everyone, to those who are on the line. It is a blessing to be on. This morning, we're going to come uh, from... Uh, the text, Hebrews, chapter 12, and I'm just going to focus on verse 1, if you could follow with me this morning. Hebrews 12, verse 1, we're going to talk about uh, having spiritual stamina to finish the race. Verse 1 says this, I'm reading from the uh, Passion Translation, it says, as for us. We all have, or we all have of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. 
for the path has been already marked out before us. And I'm going to stop right there. Uh, it, it is so amazing that we are able to uh, live life in such a way um, where God gives us a free will. He gives us a free will. We can make a determination on uh, whether we're going to go left, we're going to go right, we're going to go backwards, we're going to go forwards. And God gives us that ability to be able to make our own decisions. But we do know that God has already set out a course for us, and he allows us to be able to deviate from the course that has been set. And if you deviate from the course that has been set, uh, life can be a little bit more treacherous, a little bit more um, rough, if you will, that we would be able to make the path ourselves and cut through a new path. That's all right. That's the way that we choose to go because we have a will. But we we do understand that life can be very, very tough for us. But also, if you deviate from the path, you do know that it can possibly take a little longer to get to the destination. It's just like we understand that it was really a two and a half week journey for the children of Israel to leave Egypt. I mean, to yeah, to leave Egypt and go to. Uh, the promised land, but God had to take them a different route because there was a thought that if they saw the dangers and the toils and the snares and the things that they would have to go through to go that shorter route, then they might turn back and go back to Egypt. And But also there were some things that were inside them that God wanted to get out of them, and it took some to die off, and it took some 40 years to get the old ways out of them before they can enter into the new thing. So Hebrews 12 gives us an understanding that we're running the race. And in, in this passion translation, it says life's marathon race. It didn't say it was a sprint. It didn't say it was, you know, a, a quick race, but it is a marathon. In a marathon, you run a little bit slower pace um, than you do a sprint. And so some of us want to get to places quickly and get to things quickly, and and that's okay, but you do understand that you got a longer haul to go. So if you run out of steam ahead of time, then you're not as likely that you won't make it to the end and endure to the end. So watch this now. We have to have... Stamina, that's a, that's, a, that's a big word, stamina to be able to make it to the end, to endure. To, what, what, does, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? So when you look up the word stamina, you know, I always look up words. It's the strength uh, and the power to endure fatigue, to endure heartache, to endure disappointment, all the things that come along with life, you got to be able to endure it. And hence, hence we, we, we understand as well, which is why the Bible encourages us that we should lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets us. What is God trying to encourage us to do? He says sometimes you got to strip yourself 
of stuff that's going to hold you back and keep you from finishing this race. But I like this, you know, this X, Y, Z, or I like this house, or I like this job, or I like, but if the job and the house and the cars and all of the stuff is going to slow you down and keep you from finishing this race, and it's going to block you from finishing the race, get rid of it. This is why we have to have someone in our life who's going to show us and encourage us, watch this, that's going to help us to finish the race. This is why it talks about the cloud of witnesses that's in circle around us. There, there is simply that group of that, those that have gone before us or those that have uh, imparted in us, they're going to resound in our spirit and say, come on, you can finish this race. You don't need that. Come on, you can you can do you can finish this race. There's a particular gentleman. Um, he's a he's kind of like a motivational speaker. He's not a motivational speaker. He he is uh, he's just a motivation. His name is uh, David Goggin. I think David Goggin. David Goggin. For those of you who never heard of this guy, uh, is a rough guy. This guy endures pain. And at all types, he just beats his body up. This is the only guy that I know of, David Goggling, who has been in um, the military in all, I want to say, three of the four branches. And he has gone through all the rigorous training in each branch that he's been a, been a part of. And... He is that David Goggins. That's his name, David Goggins. He's an ultra marathon runner. He's a distance cyclist. He's a triathlete, triathlete over many, many years. Watch this. He retired as a Navy SEAL, and he also did Navy SEAL training three times. He runs when I say ultra marathon, ultra marathons. You're talking about. A hundred miles. He's broken almost <laughs> several. I don't know how many bones, but he's broken many bones in his body simply trying to finish the courses, going through these Navy field trainings and all of that. And he continues to do this over and over and over again. He beats his body up because he's saying to all of those that are here, he said, "It is mind over matter." He said, your body is a slave to your mind. You tell your body what to do. Your body doesn't tell you what to do. And this man has finished races with broken bones in his foot and his legs and, and, and ribs, cracked ribs, and he's finishing these courses. What am I saying? We have to understand that there are things in life that, we, that aren't essential <laughs> Let me. This is a good time to talk about what's essential because we're locked in. We're quarantined, and they're telling us you really only need to go outside for what's essential. And as you can tell, some people deem some things more essential than others, and some people deem some things essential that we can probably all agree, at least 90% of us can agree, that that's not essential. Going to the beach, 
doing the quarantine, I don't know if that's essential. You might want to do it, but that's not what you do, right? California knows what I'm talking about. So we have to understand that God is trying to let us know that there are certain things that we need to we need to look at. Watch this, son. Watch this. I'm going to read to you this verse because this tells us how God sees certain things. Watch this. Uh, I'm going to read it from the uh, ESV version. It says this in Mark 9, 43. It says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter eternal life crippled than with two hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. What is saying? See, there are some things that we don't need. If it's going to cause us to misstep and, and not be in the will of God and not watch it, make it into eternal life, then we need to get rid of it. It's not essential. It's not essential. And so God is trying to share with us that there are some things that even during this quarantine that God has shown us that are not essential. They're not essential. You're still living. You're still you're eating good. you still, you know, you got a roof over your head. you you able to get on this line, got your phone, and, and you're able to take care of your family and do all of this and some things you have not done because they are not essential. What God is sharing with us this morning in this text is you've got to lay aside those things that are not essential, that are not going to help you enter into heaven or finish this life's marathon race. And you've got to release yourself of those things that's not going to help you in this process. And so that you can run this race with passion and determination. For the path has already been marked out for you. The path of success, the path of being able to complete and to finish your race. You got a race to finish. Come on. I'm encouraging. Imagine a cloud of witnesses. Imagine people on the sideline of your life clapping and cheering you on and say, Come on, you can do this. No, 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 no. That's not going to be out. That's not going to hurt you. You, I'm encouraging you right now. You can make it through this pandemic. You can make it, watch this, in the furlough. You can make it, watch this, while you're losing loved ones. Come on. They, 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 they're cheering you on, saying, come on, you got to complete your task, your assignment, because you are here in earth with an assignment that God has given you. Come on, finish this race. Encourage yourself. Say, come on, I can do this. Father, in the name of Jesus, amplify your spirit in the hearts of your people that they can hear you encouraging them in the process. Let them hear what you've already completed for them. Let them hear what you've already done. They want to hear you say, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. Enter into the rest of the Lord. So, Father, we thank you right now that those words we all want to hear. We desire to complete this race and to run this course with all diligence. Father, God, help us to stay on path and stay on track, not get deviated by other voices that are distracting voices that shall call us to miss the mark, but but we want to hear 
and your voice that can keep us on the way that we should go, that we are able to complete. And watch this. We're not distracted and run into obstacles that are not necessary on our journey in life. In Christ's name, we pray this prayer, and we desire that it is done so in everybody's life. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Come on, you all, this morning. Man, say with me, I have what it takes to finish the race. I have spiritual stamina. I believe that's the problem with many believers. They don't have spiritual stamina. They haven't conditioned themselves, themselves unto godliness. And that's what the Bible tells us. We have to condition like a soldier. The only way the soldier can endure what they go through, they have to go through vigorous, vigorous training and exercises. And, and that exercising and that preparation time is never wasting time because it prepares you for the battle. And I'm telling you this morning, you are prepared for the battle. I pray you feel strong on this wonderful Wednesday. Right now, we're going to have our prayer requests and have a time of prayer over our prayer requests this morning. And if there's any praise reports, we will give those as well from Elder Thomas Allen. Elder Allen? We have four uh, prayer requests this morning. Uh, one came from Jarrell Shaw. She's praying for current and future transportation. She says she likes her current car, but it's given her lots of problems. She's grateful for what the Lord has blessed her with, but she don't want to be worrying about transportation. She uh, is losing sleep because of her transportation, and she is getting anxiety. And so she wants us to pray uh, that God would bless her with better transportation. Then we have one uh, that came that is an anonymous one. Uh, they did not give their name. Uh, they're thanking us for their prayers in advance. They want us to pray for their marriage, that it would be strengthened, and uh, that their husband would their husband and them would see uh, the way that God sees them. Uh, they want us to pray that they be evenly yoked and find their way back to love and understanding, uh, that they could c communicate better, uh, be at a place of peace. Uh, also pray that the husband uh, taste for cigarettes would be removed, um, that distractions would be removed, that stands in the way of them achieving the purpose that God has for them and that they will live according to God's plan, uh, that God will strengthen them uh, so they would be an example to their children and pray for their protection and grace over their entire family. Uh, then we have one from Sister Nisi. Uh, her mother purchased land and built a home on it. Uh, she spent her retirement money to do that. Now that she met, now that she's married, the spouse wants to take the house and give it to his daughter, and so the mother refused to do do that. So there's a lot of division in the house. The mother's health is under attack due to stress of the situation. So we want God to deal with the spouse 
to help him understand that this is not going to happen. He didn't purchase the house. He just lives in the house and pays for a portion of the bills. The fourth request is from Rachel Rebus. She wants prayer for herself, her husband, and her five children to move out of a drug-infested and violent neighborhood into a better one and for home ownership. Father, we honor you as our father today. You cause us to rest in places of plenty. You work on our behalf, Father. We honor you for what you have said in your word, that we have what we say. And, Father, we pray especially for Charnel Shaw and her family. We pray for the peace in her mind that anxiety would be removed and that her transportation would come. Father, we stand on your word that you are our provider. You cause us to walk in prosperity and increase. If we know that if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. And, Father, we thank you for marriages, Father. We bind division and unpleasantness, Father. We know who you join together. We are not to come in and divide, but let there be peace and unity. In the name of Jesus, that children will grow seeing you as the direction they should go. And, Father, we honor you for that. God, we pray especially for Sister Ravis that they would move out of that drug-infested, violent neighborhood and not only move out of that neighborhood, God, but you would bless them with home ownership. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your will be done. Thank you for working on our behalf. Thank you for going before us and making peace and safety, God. We thank you for your provision. We know that we have what we say because your word says so, and we speak these things to be, and we look for the manifestation of healing in the marriage. We look for manifestation in home ownership, Father. We look for manifestation for the vision to be broken, Father. We break every attack of the enemy now according to the power that you have invested in us. Father, we know that we have dominoes power, power that explodes and takes place, brings change, brings unity, brings completeness, Father. As we walk in you and in the understanding of your word, what we speak will be manifested. And we glorify you now, Father, as each one of these prayer requests will come to be a testimony of reality, Father, in the name of Jesus, because you said so. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We declare every prayer request will become a praise report. As Brother Allen has said, thank you so much, Elder. We thank God for you. Saints, as we continue in prayer and begin to wrap up our time of prayer this morning, I want to encourage you that the Apostle Paul tells us that 
uh, I believe it's in 2 Timothy 2. He tells us in verse 3 that as believers, we have to share in the hardship and the suffering which we're called to endure as good first-class soldiers, to endure as good first-class soldiers. But another translation tells us this, overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. An athlete who does not play by the rules will never receive the trophy. So remain faithful to God. And that's what God's called us to do, is remain faithful to him in spite of the challenges, in spite of the things that we're going through. Because as Pastor Harris told us this morning, as David Gogan had went through all this rigorous training. The Apostle Paul is telling us the same thing. As a believer, we have to go through the process. And sometimes the process of life is rigorous. It is not always the easy route. But it's through that process we learn to endure. It's through that process we learn to persevere, that we can overcome the things that we are challenged with in life. The biblical perspective of stamina is defined as having the ability to endure in the midst of difficulty. The ability to endure in the midst of difficulty. I define it as having the physical strength and power to endure and keep on going in tough times. We're dealing with tough times right now, church, but you have to know that God has already invested in you everything you need to endure this time of crisis that we're dealing with. All of the Bible studies, all of the Sunday services we've attended, that's working out spiritually. You've exercised yourself unto godliness. So I declare this morning, you have what it takes to finish and finish well. We must endure to the end. Well, before we bring our time of prayer to a close I would like to go back to Pastor Harris and see if he has any closing remarks this morning. Pastor Harris? Yes, uh, we, we have to um, really, like you just said, Bishop, we have to really look at what's riding on us completely. You know, oftentimes in marathons, you know, it seems like, you know, we're running by ourselves and we're running for ourselves. But there are some contingencies. There are people that are watching us. There are people that are are being encouraged by us. And so you got to not just think about your completion, but there's other people like your children, like your family, like even your neighbors, and they're watching your race. And you're encouraging them by simply being obedient to what God has called you to do. So I love you. Stay encouraged and looking forward to you. Uh, playing with you soon. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, the key to it all, as the scripture helps us, the Apostle Paul tells us that I've kept the faith. I finish the race. And that's the key to all of it. You have to keep the faith. 
So I challenge you this morning to keep your faith. Hold on to your faith like you never held on to it before. I want to say, never give up, never give in, and never quit. That's good. I want to say it one more time. We're to never give up. We're to never give in. We're to never quit. We have what it takes to finish. We've enjoyed our time with you all this morning. It has been wonderful. See, prayer is the breakfast for champions. And I'm telling you, I feel like a champion this morning. I know you feel like a champion. We've done some spiritual calisthenics. We're about to do a little bit more. And I'm telling you, it's going to help us endure all the way to the end. Well, as we always end our prayer call with Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you, brand new opportunities, and brand new possibilities. Come on, declare it with me with boldness this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. We declare this morning, you are more than a conqueror. You are a world overcomer. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. As we get ready to open the line, come on. Let us declare that God is a good God. Let us pray in the Spirit and build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Let us shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I want you to always remember there's victory in your shout, for the shout is the universal language. We praise God for it, and we bless God for it. Let's unmute the lines, and let's give God praise. This is Pastor Adrian. Pastor Harris, also Elder Thomas Allen and Bishop Smith, we are signing off this morning. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Well, actually tonight on our live stream, uh, come to Bible study. We're going to have a great time as we continue our messages of hope. You're going to be blessed. We love you. We're looking forward to seeing you in the sanctuary tonight. Come on, release the line. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hallelujah, 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 Thank you, everyone, for being on the call this morning. This concludes our call. And remember to shine like the diamond that you are.